Welcome, everybody, to episode four of Outdoor Odysseys. I'm Shane. I'm Josephina. I had to think about that for a second just to make sure <laughs> we're the same premise here. So, no, welcome, everybody. Um, we actually have an exciting episode this time. Usually yes. we do tips and trips and we do hacks and we do nomad stories. Uh, but we actually had an interview and it encompasses all of that. Oh, yeah. Great stories, um, great tricks and, you know, budget friendly things to do. And yeah. Yeah, I think it was fantastic. So you're about to hear an interview we had with MK and TJ. Uh, you can find it on YouTube if you just type in MK and TJ. And they have decided to do what they call a 50-state tour. Uh, and we're not really going to go into it right now. We're going to let them explain because it is pretty amazing. Right. Uh, and we wish them all the luck, and it's fantastic. And I'm a little jealous, to be honest with you, <laughs> uh, just with what they plan on doing. Uh, it truly is kind of a a really cool life couple goal. That yes. Sounds like they're on their way so far. Yes, it's. it's yeah. I'm really envious of them because that's um, an amazing goal, and it's. I mean, it's great. Absolutely, absolutely. So we're going to go ahead. We're going to cut in the interview, and again, this is an interview with MK and TJ about the 50 state tour. Everybody enjoy. <laughs> So as life goes for most of us, we tend to sometimes get stuck in the proverbial muck. Not that that's necessarily a bad thing, just trying to live life the best we can, especially in the midst of a pandemic that apparently is a thing. However, it's not all bleak. There are some of us that make lemonade out of lemons and strive to try and think out of the box to make dreams come true, no matter what that dream may be. Such is the case with our next guests, MK and TJ. They have made a point to not only come up with a life goal together, but have set out already to make it become reality. They have decided to travel across the country in what they call the 50 States Tour. On top of that, they have picked a unique way to do it, and we are ecstatic to have them on the show. MK and TJ, welcome to Outdoor Odysseys. Thanks for having us. This is awesome. Yeah, always, always, always. Um, well, first of all, we're a fairly new podcast, and you guys are our first guest, so I appreciate it. <laughs> Yay, this is awesome. Yeah, excited. yeah. We, of course, you know, have the love for travel the same way. And and we've done not quite, we haven't bitten off what you guys are biting off for sure, because it is, it is quite an accomplishment, even what you've already kind of got underneath your belt. Uh, but, you know, we've always loved travel. And, and when I came across your store, I was like, this is perfect. Um, great time to do it. Great positivity with, you know, we're, we've been down for a year for the most part. And now, you know, people are kind of coming out of the shadows and trying to find outdoors new again. Um, and you guys are a big proponent for that. And, and you're adding something to it. I think that's amazing. So I just kind of want to start with the beginning, I think, and let us know where did this come from, this whole 50 states tour? Um, how did you guys get this idea? Well, um, about a year ago, well, as the pandemic really, you know, made us all stay home for a while, um, we had already been talking about like our international travel plans and all the things we wanted to do. Uh, we got married in spring 2019. And so before then, we talked about how we wanted to go all these places. But then, I mean, it was about a year ago or a little bit before we had actually started putting things um, like in action and we had plans to go. Then none of us could go anywhere <laughs> for a long time. And we had plans to um, travel the U S but we really thought we would do that later. Like we hmm. knew we could do that easier. Like if we have kids in a few years that we could do that um, easier than traveling internationally. But since the pandemic has kept us here, we thought apparently this is the time to do it. So um, in August we were like, okay, how could we do this 
sooner. We wanted to do something in every state, like be able to say like, hey, we did X, Y, Z everywhere we went. Um, And we also wanted it to be affordable and safe with COVID. And we both grew up camping and we had a tent. We actually almost bought a camper and then we were like, no, let's just tent camp. Let's do it. So, yeah, so that's how I, that kind of came alive. I, so the the camper thing, I, I think that's something that I wanted to ask because, mm-hmm. you know, you don't usually hear that. Usually what you hear, right, is people get tired of tents because they get older and they don't want to sleep on the ground anymore. So they get a camper. <laughs> you guys went the opposite. So what, what what was the whole thing with the whole camper situation? Yeah. So we, we decided that, Hey, we should get a camper. You know, that's mm-hmm. what my parents did, you know, and you see a lot of people enjoying camping and, and campers. And uh, so we went and looked at it and we actually put uh, money down on one that we thought we wanted. And um, we just kept praying about it. And it's just like, that's not what the Lord wants us to do. And so um, the, the camper dealership was completely understandable and they're like, absolutely. Yeah. We'll be here when you're ready. Um, and then we hit the road without it and really have have been thankful that we didn't go that route because uh, there's a lot of places that we've stayed um, that we would never get a camper into. Um, and so we we like the tent camping. Um, we, we upgraded uh, to a new tent um, fairly recently with yes. sleeping pads. So we started out on um, blow-up mattresses and like oh. a $20 Walmart tent. And, uh, because of that stayed in the car a couple times, uh, when weather got <laughs> icy. Um, but since then we've upgraded to a new tent. So it's actually quite nice. A lot of people say that it would be uncomfortable sleeping on the ground. Um, but I think we have the right gear to, to help us do it. Yeah. You, yeah, we've been there, done that with the blow up <laughs> mattress and the, and the tent flown away in the breeze. It's like a, a one time, <laughs> one time shoot, you know, and you're kind of done type thing. So yeah. that's cool. And I think you get more. I don't know, more adventure off just being in a tent. And like you said, it's especially in boondocking, you know, it's really hard to get a 30 foot trailer somewhere where, yes. you know, you, you can back up and you can throw a tent out somewhere. Right. For sure. Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, so you guys had the idea, you, you went ahead and you got the tent and you got the idea to come fruition. What was the timeline? Like how long did you guys sit down? And cause we're big planners. And it was like, look, we're going to do a trip. This is what we're going to do. This is, well, I say I'm the planner. It drives you crazy. But anyway, um, what did that look like for you guys? Well, um, actually, I would say most of the time we're planners, but maybe because we like dreamed about it and talked about it for so long that when we decided, hey, this is what we're actually going to do. Um, it was about two weeks before we took out on our first trip. So we went and got some gear that we didn't have already. And then um, we had a three-day weekend. It was around um, Labor Day. And so we were like, hey, this is perfect. We just took off. (laughs) That sounds amazing. Braver braver than I am, I think. (laughs) You know, that two weeks would have been four weeks, I think, for us on on prepping and planning. So we we actually hand-built a a teardrop camper from scratch uh kind of always wanted to and and so you know we've had that um what through five states four states yeah Mm -hmm. uh and and it's just small enough where again it can get kind of where you want it to go um we do know for sure it sleeps two of us and two small dogs and that's it there's no more so (laughs) kind of capped out um that's awesome yeah my turn to ask a question (laughs) um how do you guys choose where to set up tent you know where do you set up shop at so normally we decide, okay, we're going to go to this state. Um, so we decide what state we're going to next. And then when we have that in mind, 
Um, we start to look for places to camp. We prefer to camp in free places. Um, so we check out a, an app called The Dirt. Um, and a lot of times we're able to find free, free campsites through that. And um, so that's our preference number one. Preference number two is going to be find the cheapest campsite available. Um, and a lot of times that's through HipCamp or, or apps like that that we can find places to stay on people's land um, mm. or places like the Bureau of Land Management, uh, recreational areas. Um, and then occasionally we stay in state parks um, and national mm-hmm. parks. Um, so it really depends on what we want to do. Mm-hmm. If there's a major national park in the state like uh, Arizona, you know, mm-hmm. um, yeah, we're going to stay either in or, or near, you know, the Grand Canyon or, or some, some something like that that's close to what we want to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you, so when you guys pick that, well, you mentioned hip camp actually. So I, I've actually got the dirt, uh, the app dirt, which is, is nice. Um, I think there's some more sites out there like free camp USA, some other things, mm-hmm. something that's, I, and I, I don't, you guys probably know more than, than us when it comes to like the app hip camp, for example, how new is the, the fact that you're going to stay on someone's property? Like to me, it's, this is a kind of a fairly new reinvention of reaching out and camping and finding places to go. Yeah, it's actually, it's very cool. It was very new to us. The first time that we used HipCamp was back in October, and we were in Kansas, and uh, we were really trying, like, to find somewhere neat. In Kansas, there's a lot of land in Kansas, but not a lot of things (laughs) to do. (laughs) And so we were like, well, what do we do? And then we thought, okay, we will look on hip camp, but it's also kind of scary to say, like, just show up at a stranger's house and stay on their land. We were very hesitant. Um, yeah. Yes. And then we found this place. Um, this guy actually bought a decommissioned missile silo and oh he is turning it into a home, into like a hotel and um, a place where people can come. Like, I kind of like an Airbnb, like people can stay there, but also there's tons of science activities for kids and that sort of thing. And while he's doing that, you can camp on his land and he'll give you a tour of the silo. Oh, wow. We kind of decided that made it sketchier yeah. or not <laughs> because here we are rolling up on this guy's land. We've never met, like, we're obviously like miles from the nearest town, you know, and um, there's this big, you know, 200 foot hole in the ground, you know, hmm. where he could easily like push people into <laughs> and never hear from it ever again. And so we were like rolling up to the missile silo, kind of sketchy, like, but if this works out, I think we even said like, if this works out, this is going to be really, really cool. Right, you know? See, right there, you guys, oh. if this works, it could have been some villain's evil lair for all you know in, in the middle exactly. of nowhere you yeah. Know? yeah but we yeah. had an incredible experience um with that and since then hip camp has been something that we use pretty regularly and we have met some really really nice people yeah. um, using hip camp which has been really fun i I doubt very rarely you have anything cooler to say uh, other than staying at a missile silo. <laughs> yeah. does that top kind of where the coolest place you guys have ever stayed it's up there. Yeah. Um, there's our favorite campground of all time is Palo Duro Canyon State Park in Texas. Um, and that that even tops the missile silo, I think. Um, mm-hmm. The miss- missile silo is a pretty cool thing to do just because it's like a once-in-a-lifetime experience yes. to see a piece of history up close that mm-hmm. you can actually go inside and touch and tour and, and stuff like that. So, yeah, it's definitely up there for sure. And people kind of look at us weird when we're like, yeah, we camped in a missile silo or on a missile silo. Yeah. <laughs> like, we did it. Yeah. That <laughs> is too amazing. cool. 
That's awesome. Um, so what lessons have you guys learned from the from the beginning to now? Well, <laughs> Uh-oh. a lot. Yes. We, we were even last night, last night we were uh, camping in uh, Mountain View, Arkansas. And um, we before we went to bed, we literally laid there and we're like, all right, what have we learned? <laughs> you know, and so there's on, mm-hmm. on every single trip, we learned something new. Um, but mm-hmm. I say from the beginning, uh, we've learned that you can't go and do everything a state has to offer. Um, I think when we started out, we were like, we have to hit all of the high points, you know, we have to hit all the tourist destinations. And like, very soon, we we had to sit down and think like, is our goal to like hit every tourist spot in America? Or is our goal to tent camp in all 50 states? Mm. Uh, And we need to like hone in on our our main goal. And if we hit a couple sites, you know, while we're there, that's great. But the main goal is going to be tent camping, not being a tourist and so um that's definitely that was early on one of the things we had to learn pretty quickly what do you think yeah i would say that um we've also really learned how to work together um i mean we're married and so like we've been married for over a year when we started this but as far as like starting a youtube channel and running social media and when we do work with people that we partner with um for like sponsorships and that sort of thing um all of like what I call the businessy side surrounding <laughs> that, like we have really learned um, and we've had to tweak it along the way. We were even talking this week about like, like I usually um, do a lot of trip planning and TJ does a lot of video editing, but he's also very, very good at planning. And so he like has to kind of change some things that I do sometimes that I don't think of. So like maybe we could trade doing that. Um, so yeah, learning how to work together like that. And um Especially when you roll up and like at a campsite you've never been to in the dark and you're setting up a tent, like <laughs> just learning yeah. to work together. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There's something about synchronicity when you're. Uh, it's eleven o'clock <laughs> at night and and nobody yeah. knows where the poles are for the tent for sure. It, right. Yeah. For it, sure. Yeah. It challenges yeah. a marriage. You know, small spaces. Yes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Absolutely. So. Yeah, and I think we've also learned um, just how much we really love doing this and how much like how much fun it is to get to know America like we're from here we've lived here our whole lives but and like both of us have been to a lot of states before but um like you said earlier kind of like tent camping or camping in general you get to know it in a different way Mm -hmm. and we have now been to places in the U.S. we've never been before and I think one of the coolest things about America is that we have so many different cultures that live here like the, the West is so different from the East, which is different from the South, which is where <laughs> we're from. And it is so much fun to get to know all the different parts. Well, so so I have a, my qu- next question. It basically is right kind of in that, in that realm. When you, well, first of all, how many do you have underneath your belt now? Like how many different states do you have knocked down? We're at 11. 11. Wow. Nice. That's, pre- that's actually pretty impressive, to be honest with you. So I did check out, we both watched some new recent YouTube videos that you had, and it looks like last time I heard you guys on another interview, you hadn't quite made it to the western part of the United States, and now it looks like you're starting to to kind of go that way. Um, when you talk about culture, you talk about different things, different people, What where you stand, do you stand a little bit different now than you did, say, six states ago? 
Well, we love the West. That's what we found out so far. Um, And and we haven't even like broken into California yet, but New Mexico and Arizona, Mm -hmm. we were both just like, this is, this is our favorite so far. Right. Yeah. I literally looked at TJ. We're sitting in a coffee shop in Scottsdale, Arizona, trying to get some work done on that trip. And I said, everyone is so nice here. Like, (laughs) so nice <laughs> and the landscape is beautiful yes it's it's you know we're here we're based out of out of central arkansas so there's a lot of trees you know hills mm-hmm. and um you break into like west texas new mexico arizona um where there's mountains kind of in the northern parts of those states but also it can be flat um as yeah. well and just like the the different terrains that you see out there and vegetation is beautiful mm-hmm. Yeah, there's something you said, I think, because we're uh, in Utah now. We've been here a little over three years. And, and I've got to say, when we first moved, we never really had an inkling. It was like, well, we're moving to Utah. Okay. <laughs> but honestly, it's really, really cool. It, it's the desert. It's the high plateaus. Uh, we're from Washington State originally. So, you know, we're used to trees and mountains and th- yes. four seasons, sometimes five seasons, depending on, <laughs> depending on what's going on. So that's, right. that's awesome to hear. The, so what's your next, as you guys kind of meander now more west? What, what's your next two, three states that you're going to try to lump together? Oh, I think we would really, really like, as far as the West goes, to either start up in Washington or down in Southern California and then do the coast. You know, whether we actually drive the coast or not, um, but do all three of those, Oregon, um, Washington, and California together. Yeah, that's amazing. Um, let's see. What else do I have for you guys? <laughs> um, do you guys pack for multi situations or multi weather situations or is it just a standard thing that you guys pack? Well, that's a really good question <laughs> because I think we started out thinking like, hey, we can just look at the weather for where we're going and like pack pretty much the same thing for the whole trip. And um, really, Texas was our fifth state. Mm. And we made a giant loop around Texas and learned that the terrain and the weather is like so different in like across the whole state that we really can't do that. So (laughs) now we kind of have to plan like, okay, well, we got to plan for um, every situation, whether it's going to be really warm. And I will say our new tent has factored this in too. So the old tent was pretty much a one season tent. So if we were camping somewhere really cold, like we were just in winter gear all the time mm. with the new tent. It's a three to four season tent. So even if it's pretty cold outside, like we don't have to wear as many layers when we're sleeping. So um, we do pack in a lot of layers because trips like a giant loop around Texas or New Mexico and Arizona, when you're doing the Northern and the Southern parts of the state, it could be 70 degrees one day and the <laughs> next day you wake up and it's 22 and snowing. And so um, I would say we we pack for everything because we have been on those trips or even when we try to pack for like warm and cold, um, we wake up and it's a lot colder than they predicted. So, yeah, it's kind of a pack for everything kind of deal. <laughs> have you ran into some pretty harsh weather when it comes to cold uh, yet? I mean, I you know, looking at the season, I'm not sure if that's necessarily the case or – it, and here, I guess, is question number two to add to that. <laughs> Are you looking forward to, say, a snow trip, you know, a winter camp trip where, you know, you're, you're literally in two feet of snow and, and you're trying to make things work? 
So we love warm weather. Um, <laughs> we, we, I don't know if we would look forward to camping in two feet of snow. I mean, I think the, the, the part of me that's like, Oh yeah, it'd be a cool experience to knock off the bucket list would be one thing. Um, the closest we've, we've gotten to that was in Arizona. Um, we stayed at the grand Canyon and we woke up the next morning and it was snowing. And then that night, um, we thought we would just take a, a quick trip down the road to get something to eat and found ourselves like in a blizzard coming back oh, to geez. where like there was cars in the ditches, you know, and it was just coming down so thick. And we kind of looked at each other like, what, what are we doing? <laughs> like, yeah, we're, yeah, yeah. We're, <laughs> we're driving back away from civilization and warm hotels towards our tent in the middle of this yeah. snowstorm, you know, that you know, we're going to sleep in overnight and mm-hmm. we kind of, we kind of rethink what we're, uh, maybe right. how we're going to approach yeah. us just a, just a smidge. So yeah. yeah, I would say that wasn't like my favorite sleeping experience. <laughs> However, because of that, we saw the first day at the Grand Canyon, you can see anything at the lookout point. Um, and they had predicted and it, and it, came true five to six inches of snow that day. But then the next day, the snow was still really pretty, but it did warm up some and it was perfectly clear. And I feel like we were really lucky to see the Grand Canyon like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. The Grand, we have not been there yet. It's on our bucket list. And I'm kind of surprised, I guess, because we're fairly close. Mm-hmm. Um, we just haven't really got there, but th- that's one, you know, we've hit all the, the national parks in, in Utah, um, which I'm, I'm sure I don't know if that's on you guys' bucket list, but uh, you know, again, Utah's got some gorgeous, gorgeous areas for sure. Um, when you're out and about, what's the what have you ran into that you really kind of made you maybe second guess a little bit about your adventures and your ideas? Like maybe a couple experiences that that you, <laughs> you probably didn't want to run into. <laughs> There's been a, yeah. a couple trips. Um, There's two that come to my mind specifically. Yeah, one was in uh, Oklahoma, mm-hmm. and we were camping, and, and honestly, we had no idea that it was coming for us, and that's, I would say that trip, we learned to watch the weather more than more than often, mm-hmm. um, and that's because we, we got to sleep and uh, had a wonderful evening, and about two hours into being in our tent, uh, the wind started kicking up, and um, I was like, Oh, it's just, it'll pass or whatever. And like maybe 30 minutes later it got worse. And so I was like, let me look at my app. And they had planned on 40 mile an hour winds with 60 mile an hour wind gusts. And oh. that's when I was like, our, yeah. our Walmart tent's not going to handle this very well. <laughs> and so we, we packed up and slept in the car, uh, that night, which was good because when we packed up and put everything in the car, we were driving to a, a parking lot or something that where we could stay overnight um, we were driving in this swimming pool, like one of those big plastic round swimming pools, just like whoosh across the front of oh our car. Like, you know, yeah. I was like, okay, that could have been us in our tent. Yeah. So we're making a good decision. Yeah. Or a tree branch or something that could have uh, been us. Oh. Wow. Yeah. And not to mention before that, a couple hours before that, we had had an encounter with a coyote trying to take hmm. pictures of the tent. And so that kind of wildlife encounter was like, oh, that's a little scary. <laughs> So that night specifically, we were just like, what, what are we doing? And then the second time uh, we were out in West Texas, we had just explored Big Bend National Park and we had a beautiful um, place that we had found on hip camp to stay um, that kind of overlooked the desert. Um, And so we got our, our stove out and we're, 
you know, we were started to make dinner and then the wind started kicking up again and a huge dust storm came up and, um, I was out there. We, we call them hamburgers, but we, they're basically sand burgers um, oh. because I was cook, as I was cooking, the sand was just getting everywhere oh, no. and, and it fell on our food and, it and everything everywhere, like in our eyelids, like oh, sand. I've never seen sand do that. And since then we've spoken to some people about there like, yeah, this happens. I'm like, well, we couldn't, we actually <laughs> couldn't stay. We couldn't set the tent up because the sand was so bad. Um, so we did have to stay in a hotel that night. I like how they're so nonchalant about, oh, yeah, it happens. <laughs> yeah, exactly. In the yeah. moment, it wasn't quite like that, but now we look back and we're like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> I get it. So there's been times that we've got caught in the same thing in weather, and literally we're trying to we're trying to find as many rocks as we can to put inside the tent to hold said tent down on the ground yeah. so it wasn't going to blow and, and go everywhere, you know. But, I, yeah, I've been there, been there, done that. That's amazing. Um, but the coyote, yeah, I, I couldn't even imagine. Yeah. You never know what you're sneaking up on at 10 o'clock at night or early in the morning when you're trying to get a dawn picture or you're trying to right. you know, yeah. do that. That one was scary, too, because we were in a state park which was kind of huh. weird. We always figured if we had a wildlife encounter, we'd be somewhere out. You know, we've stayed in different free places just on the side of the highway and like way back in the woods in Georgia where there's no cell service for an hour. And um, no, those things were fine. It was just this state park in Oklahoma. So it's good old good. Oklahoma. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Got to say, we've never been out there. Um, Do you have another question? Um, Well, I just want to say, you know, since the pandemic did start, we decided to do national parks. Mm -hmm. Um, So we're trying to mark those off of our list. Um, And with that being said, is there, you know, a list that you guys try to pick like three things to see while you're out Mm -hmm. there camping or what do you guys do during the day? Well, um, we do kind of sit down when we decide a state to go to and we think like, like New York, for example, we were talking about this one recently. Well, if we're going to New York, we definitely want to spend a little bit of time in New York City and see things like the Statue of Liberty. Um, however, we don't want to spend like all our time just in the city. We want to get out and do some other things. Um, so I don't know. I think we we take into consideration if there are national parks in the state. We we're like we love going to those um they're all so different that we definitely try to put that on our route um and then we kind of take that paired with where the campsites are and where the cheap and free camping is (laughs) um to kind of decide exactly what we're doing and i will say that um when we've been looking towards the east coast in those smaller states um just looking at like what's one really unique thing we can do um, so that kind of helps decide. Now, most of the time, we when we spend time in national parks, we only spend a day, and we will try to do the whole entire day. But um, our favorite thing to cover those is just to walk into the visitor center and get a map and ask the park rangers, like, hey, we have X number of hours here. What do you recommend? Mm-hmm. And they're so good. Yeah. And a lot of the national parks have, as I'm sure you guys are familiar with, like a pamphlet um, that, yep. you know, has a little – a thing that says, are you here for a day? Are you here for a couple of hours? Are you here for the week? And it gives you like the top things to do based Mm -hmm. on the amount of time you're staying. Mm -hmm. Um, And so we'll look at that and we'll, we'll pick one of the things on the list to, to knock out while we're there. Um, So you do, and going back to like uh, what we said earlier, it's tough because 
you, there's so much to do. Um, even if you go to, to a single national park and that's the only thing you do in the state, well, you can spend mm-hmm. a week at Yellowstone, oh, yeah. you know, or, yeah. or something like that. And, uh, easily. And so to, to find something to do for a couple of hours is, is pretty difficult, but I think we've been really, really happy with what we've found so far to do. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I, we've been, We've been told that we need to spend at least a week in Utah. So, oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah a lot. at least, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Got to get us before we move. We move back to a Washington State in May, but uh, yeah, you know, reach out any recommendations, you guys. I, I will say, you know, personally, I think our favorite park in Utah, which I think kind of kind of coincides in when we did it, because we actually decided, you know, again, pandemic is a thing. Yeah. And so, you know, we always call ahead. We try to see what the capacity is, what's open, what's available, kind of play the smart move. And even if we're on the trail or we're hiking, our masks are still in our pocket. You know, mm-hmm. you, you come up on the trailhead, sometimes they bottleneck and you get really close to people. Um, some people look at you funny. Some people don't. It's, you know, the way we look at it, I mean, we're never going to see these people again. So it doesn't really matter. You know, we're, yeah. trying, to, yeah, <laughs> we're, we're trying to do the best we can. But um, I will say Bryce actually is one of the best national parks in Utah. It's got a mix of the red rock and a mix of the pines and the cedar. And, uh, you know, and again, yeah, like you said, you could easily spend three or four days in a park if you're really avid and you want to touch all the hiking points and you want to, but we do a lot like what you guys do. We do a, a good solid day. And, and we, same thing, we ask the rangers, you know, what do you recommend? You know, this is where we're at. What's, what's a moderate hike? Because we're not into the 21 mile you know, we're going to go hike up like a, a longhorn sheep up the mountain and back down. That's just not, uh, not our, not our thing. Um, but yeah, it, it, it's absolutely amazing. I think, so I've got, I, my question in regards to budgeting and other things. So I think that's what really holds a lot of people back on something that they want to do is money. I, I mean, it's kind of the reality of the world. Unfortunately, you know, it is what it is. And, and for some of us who, who, you know, we make more, we, we do something where it's flexible and we can be outdoors more and we can camp more. It is great, but not everybody has that option to do. So, you know, if, if you're talking to the layman, somebody that really wants to do what you guys are doing or get out indoors more, when you talk about budget and how that looks, what's your, what's your recommendations there? Well, I think, like, I don't know if you can tell from our conversation so far, we're kind of cheap when it comes to like <laughs> spending the dollars to stay in like somewhere super pinnacle versus like, oh, there's a free campsite over here. Um, we'll, we'll drive an extra 30 minutes to an hour and save 40 or $50, you know, on our campsite mm-hmm. fee, um, uh, before we go and, and jump into a place with that said, um, if it's, if it's something that like we have to experience, like there's, there's things that we've done, like, uh, the Georgia aquarium, mm-hmm. um, was, was rather expensive, but it was highly recommended by everyone who was suggesting things for us to do in Georgia. And so we, we bit the bullet and, and did the Georgia aquarium mm-hmm. and didn't regret it. But when it comes to, to budgeting, um, I, I say to first of all, have a budget is key um, because you can go out there and run up a credit card bill and you can have the time of your life. But now you have this debt that's associated with right. that, that you have to spend, you know, three or four times as long paying off. Um, and so I wouldn't I wouldn't do that. I think being in a tent um, also um, helps with the affordability of what we're doing. Um, you know, we're still seeing um, a lot of the 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 sites and the, the places that you can, if you stayed in a hotel. Um, Mm -hmm. but at the end of the day, when everyone goes back to their hotel, we go back to our tent. Um, and so I think that route specifically Mm -hmm. and and why we chose 
um, to do a tent was because of the budgeting. Um, that just meant that if we saved $50 on a hotel um, by staying in a tent, that's $50 more that we could spend in gas or park admissions or something like that to be able to experience a little bit more. Um, and so to, to summarize, I think uh, we definitely have budgets that we put into place before we walk out the door. Um, and then we plan for a little bit of flexibility with our spending um, because you never know what you're going to get into. Right. We do like to try to eat somewhere local when we can. But uh, another great thing about being in a tent is that we can make a lot of our own food. Instead mm. of being in a hotel where we would have to go get food somewhere, we get to make a lot of it. And that's that's just simple. Like we would make our food here at home. So we just make our food on the road, which is great because we don't necessarily spend more money mm-hmm. right, right. because of that, which can be a huge expense when you're traveling. Um, and then so really the biggest thing that we've had to um, take into consideration is gas, especially the further we go. Mm-hmm. And um I think there came a point where both of us were like, do we want to keep talking about doing this or do we actually want to do it? And so um, when we're home, like we do, like we work really hard and um, we do sometimes random stuff like um, that people wouldn't think about. And it gives up, you know, a little bit of free time, I guess. But when we get to go and see the Grand Canyon or, um, you know, we drove all the way down to Key West and spent, a day there and then we camp oh, cool. in the Everglades. Like that kind of stuff um, to us is worth the trade off. It might not be to everybody, but um, to us it definitely is. We're not afraid to eat a, you know, ham and cheese sandwich every day. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> top ramen two nights out of the week, you know, at the, at the, yeah. at, at the campsite, <laughs> exactly. you know, at least. So that's amazing. Um, any other, do you have any questions on your side? Anything to add or? I guess my follow up question is you guys drive all the way like to Colorado when you went there or do you fly and get a rental car and then drive around? So yeah. far we've driven everywhere oh, wow. we've gone, okay. um, even down to Key West, um, and which was a, was a haul. Um, <laughs> but we have talked about like um, when we visit the East Coast flying to Maine um, and then driving back mm. um, wow. just so we can get that experience. We can off, knock off some more states, mm-hmm. um, but we're not, we're not necessarily wasting two days in a car um, right. to get to where we're wanting to go just to turn around and come right back. And so um, we've, we haven't thrown out the flights yet. Mm. And of course, oh. we'll fly to Hawaii. Um, right. so, and Alaska. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. We're not going to drive to Alaska. We've already made that yeah. pretty clear. Yeah. <laughs> that, I yeah. think that's our conundrum, too, because we, we do want to knock off national parks in Alaska, um, but they're so big and there's so many. And, you know, we're like, okay, what's the best way to do this? You know, even from Washington, you know, it's it's a 16-hour or something drive yeah. i think and i don't think we would you know i don't think we would do that um we tend to if it's any if it's under eight hours we'll drive it if, actually if it's under like 10 hours we'll probably drive it mm-hmm. you know i did traffic goes pretty quick anything above that yeah you're you're spot on i mean i think you've really got to think about you know what what's your time look like you know time versus budgeting versus where you know how far are you going what you want to see i think that's a lot of that too for sure you know so yeah, yeah. um any last little notes, anything for listeners say, you know, we've, we've got somebody out there that listens to us or somebody that doesn't listen to us and they just want to travel, whatever have you. And they're just on the fence. They, they just don't know how to make that plunge. You guys have any last minute words for them or noted yeah. of encouragements or anything? 
I think uh, not to to be like Nike, but you just have you just have to do it. Um, this is not the, sponsored by Nike, exactly. <laughs> um, and and I, even with you guys starting this podcast, um, I, I spoke at a, a podcast convention um, a, a month ago, mm. and that was the number one question that I got as a speaker was, "Well, how do I get started?" Um, and so a, a lot of people will get caught in the planning process or the budgeting process um, or the, the dreaming process um, and never actually do it. Um, and so one thing that we found to, to super helpful to keep ourselves accountable is um, as soon as we came up with this idea and as soon as we were sure we wanted to do it, we started telling people that we were going to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, oh. And so we instantly had hundreds of accountability partners on how, <laughs> you know, we, we can't go anywhere in our hometown anymore where people are like, Oh, are you camping this weekend? You know, yeah. or, or, <laughs> where, where are you? Going? Going? Yeah, exactly. How long are you in town for now? You, you know, and you so, said you were going to one of those things. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So yeah. when you start telling people you're going to do stuff, then, you know, there's that pressure to actually do it. And so, um, just get out there. And even if, um, like if there's people who, um, comment on our YouTube videos saying like, Oh, I want to go camping so bad. Um, just pick out a weekend and go once. Um, you don't have to launch the 50 States tour, um, just because you want to go camping. Um, that's something that we wanted to do, but, um, I would say our, our advice for anybody is if you, if you've got a dream and you just keep coming back to that, that one dream, um, put it in action, just do it. Right. Yeah. I would say the biggest thing that helped us put it in action. Well, maybe not TJ. TJ is a great doer. Um, he's like, he has these grand ideas and he's great at executing them. He always has been. So that helped me because I've always been a great dreamer, but not necessarily a doer, mostly because I'm like, Oh, well, all of these things might happen, you know? Yes. And so, so we make a great team in that aspect. Like he was really, um, it's like, a good balance. It really is a good balance. Um, but like, I think like what really just kind of like pushed me to do it was like, Oh, that day where I was like, I can actually do it. And it was when we kind of reverse engineered the whole thing. Like that we said, this is what we want to do. And, you know, if we just say that, it seems like we don't have the money or we don't have the time or we don't have enough equipment or the nicest equipment. And so then TJ was like, all right, well, let's work our way backwards through it. We Mm -hmm. need a tent. Well, we have one of those. Okay, well, we also need all these things. Well, we have most of that. And what we don't have, we can actually buy pretty inexpensively. We don't need to have the nicest stuff just to do it. Now, we've upgraded to some of the nicer things since um, now that we know, like, hey, we're really sticking with this. But um, being able to work backwards and break it down into all the little things made it so doable. And I recognize, like, I can do all the little things so I can do the big thing. Yeah, You have to yeah, put yeah. Your, your bigger goal into smaller, more achievable goals mm-hmm. that you can go. And then when you just put your head down and achieve those smaller things, you can look back and say, wow, I'm already halfway there, you know, mm-hmm. or I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm here. Right. That's great advice. And and I think really, even when you're talking about gear, I think a lot of people get hung up on, um, well, you know, they need this to do this. Like they, they want to buy everything. And once everything's bought, then they're going to. My mom was an avid fisherman and she loved fishing and she never tried fly fishing. So she went out, she bought the equipment to make the fly pole from scratch. And she went out, she bought all the fly tying gear and she spent months tying 500 flies and made the pole. Went out one time, got it stuck in the tree and gave everything to me. 
So, you know, you don't, there's time, I think people do that and that you got a very, very good point. You got to reverse engineer that a little bit and, and say, Hey, you know, when you do buy gear and upgrade, I, I'm sure it's practical, you know, like, look, I'm, we're going to buy this because it's an investment and this is what we run into with an air mattress that blew up three times. Why don't we go this route? You know, type yes. thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's amazing. Absolutely amazing. Do you have anything that you guys, uh, any promotion, anything we can do for you, anything to throw out there, how to find you, your YouTube channel, anything? Yeah, so we're MK and TJ on YouTube. Um, we've we've had good experience just typing in MK and TJ or 50 States Tour um, and been able to find us on YouTube. Um, and then we're also on Facebook mm-hmm. as well and Instagram at MK and TJ. Um, and then we also have a Patreon. Uh, so we launched oh, cool. our Patreon uh, last month for those um, who want to keep up with us and more in real time. Um, so right now, as it sits, we'll, we'll go somewhere and then it might take me anywhere from a couple of days to a couple of weeks to edit the video. Um, so we're, we're pushing out content weekly. Um, but that depending on how things go, that might, we might be a week or so or a couple of weeks behind. Um, so our Patreon actually allows people to, um, track us in real time, um, as we post smaller bits of content for them. Um, and it also helps us stay on the road. Fantastic. Fantastic. Um, one last question really is what, what's your cadence look like and when is this all said and done? Do you guys got an end date to this? Well, um, so we started Labor Day weekend of 2020. So that was about six, seven months ago. And we've done 11 states since then. Um, Ideally, we would love to be done between the end of 2022 and 2023. Um, We we said 2022 for a while, but um, the way with COVID fluctuating, some places are not as easily accessible as they were three months ago. Um, Some places are way more accessible than they were three months ago. So um, keeping on that, that kind of depends, you know, that kind of directs our path a little bit too. Yeah, for sure. For sure. That's amazing. Um, do you have any follow up at all? No, I think, I think you guys covered everything I had. It, it's, oh. uh, it's awesome. Great having, you know, now it makes, now I feel like a lump. Now I want to go out there and <laughs> do more than, you know, do more than what we do for sure. But uh, if nothing else, I think the the, if there is a, I'm not going to use the word good side, but if there was a good thing for the pandemic, I think it's because it's forcing people to maybe do something they haven't done. Get outside a little bit more. Get, you know, I know it definitely has on our side for sure. So, um, you know, there's always goods and bads. But what you guys are doing, absolutely amazing. Um, appreciate you having you on. If you guys want to stand by off air, we'll uh, do some thank yous. Um, but everybody, that was MK and TJ. Thank you very much for coming on. Appreciate it. Thanks for having us. Amazing. Again, I'm jealous. I think that, uh, you know, and we actually were talking a little bit off the air about, you know, our wishes and what we want to do. And and the wife is looking at me weird, but I so bad want a camper van. I can't, I can just taste it in my mouth and they do too, but they're in the same conundrum we are. We're not paying $90,000 for a camper van. There's no way. No, there's absolutely no way, but it would make our, our trips definitely great. But how they chose to go about what they're doing with tenting, you know, and we said in the interview, but a lot of times people start tenting because that's what they can afford and that's what they do. It's easy because you can throw things in the back of the truck or back of the trunk or whatever have you and take off. Uh, and then they kind of upgrade into that. Hey, let's buy a camper. Hey, let's buy a camper yeah. van. You get at that point where you're like, okay, I'm tired of sleeping on the ground. I want to sleep comfortable when I'm out and about. 
Yeah, absolutely. You know, and they chose just to stick with it on the tent camping thing. Um, amazing interview. You know, like I said, I kind of envy them. Uh, hopefully when they get to our neck of the woods, whether it be Washington, Utah, uh, I, I kept TJ's number. So I told him to stay in contact and, um, yeah, well, wish you guys all the best out there. And, you know, hopefully we can have you back on when we do. You've got at least half the states knocked out, if not all. Right. And we can kind of just update the listeners on where you guys stand and any new adventures you might have had. So anyway, really fantastic. So that is MK and TJ. Stand by for next episode, which will be episode five. Uh, we are actually going to dip a little bit into some urban exploration, which we talked briefly about. Uh, you know, we're not all about outdoor and camping. We're about just traveling and adventure in general. And so episode five actually is going to be, uh, I don't know, it's going to be kind of cool to talk about and kind of already put a smile on my face, to be honest the with good you. Good old Sin City. Good old Sin City. Well, let's not call it that. Let's be nice about it. Okay. But <laughs> anyway, if you guys want to find us or email us, by all means, you can at OutdoorOdysseysPodcast at gmail.com. If you want to find us on Twitter, you can find us at Outdoor Odysseys on Twitter. Uh, we would love to hear your stories, and we would love just to see um, see what you guys are doing. Cheers. <laughs>